Welcome to the Frugal Family Home Podcast, where my goal is to help you be more intentional with your time, your money, and your life. I'm your host, Shelley Olson from frugalfamilyhome.com. Welcome to episode 46 of the Frugal Family Home Podcast. And in today's podcast, I'm sharing four steps to better eating. Now, if you're like me, you want to eat better, but you're not fanatical about it and have to go all the whole foods, all organic, all the time, then these four steps will help you make a transition from more processed foods to less processed foods to more natural, real foods for your family. Because eating better can be a challenge. It's easy to get stuck in a rut and eat the same things over and over even if you desire to make better food choices. Because let's face it, things that are familiar often win out when you are short on time or don't have a detailed plan to make a change. But change can happen if you follow these four steps. And the first one is make small changes and build on them. Make a plan for making small changes over time. You need a plan for what changes will be easiest to get you started on your way to eating a little better. Don't try to make big changes right away. It almost always leads to failure. Take, for example, I decided I wanted to get healthier. I was going to change the way I'd been eating for my whole life. I wasn't going to eat bread. I wasn't going to eat sweets. And I was going to eat more vegetables. It sounds good until you try to take the bread lover out of me. I love bread. I love baking bread from scratch. I love the smell of bread, the flavor, and pretty much everything about bread. So trying to go cold turkey and flip the switch one day didn't work for me. Sure, I was able to hold on for a while, but in the end, my cravings won out. Why did I fail? I tried to do too much at one time. I took on sweets and bread and tried to add vegetables in all at once. I made too many changes with no plan to incorporate those changes. I was destined to fail from the beginning because I tried to do too much. And I think many of us often try to do that with many areas of our life. Instead, let's set you up to succeed from the beginning. I want you to find one thing you can change with your eating or your whole family's eating that is doable. Then practice it for a few weeks to a month. Get used to it. When it seems just natural to you, then add something else. Making those small changes one on top of another makes it so much easier to make big changes just one bite at a time. Pick an item you'll change. Don't make it something huge like no more sugar for me. If you want to cut back on sugar, cut back on sugar in one meal two or three times a week. Then when you have that down, add another day or meal. These small changes over time will snowball into big change. But the big change will happen in small little increments that you can make become habits. And once those habits are set, you're less likely to fall into the old habits you're trying to get out of. So first thing you want to do is to take small steps to make big changes. Now you know what changes you want to make. Let's start to plan for our meals. When you're hungry, isn't the time to think about what am I going to make to eat? 
It's probably the worst time if you are trying to make changes and eat better because your hungry brain is only going to think about things you already have established as habits. And if you want to make changes to eat better, it's better to have a plan. With a plan, you have more control. You can sit down and think it through when you're not hungry, when you can put your goals into the planning process and include those small changes you've decided to try in step one. If making a plan for meals has been hard for you in the past, try making a list of you and your family's favorite meals. Then you can pull out a piece of paper and get started on making your meal plan and not sit there thinking about, oh, what should we eat? What should we eat? Because you'll have ideas already written down. It should only take a few minutes to pick the meals for the week from your favorite's Um, dinners list and then make your shopping list. Be sure to go and include any new foods that you're switching out for the to eat less processed foods and go shopping. It's really that simple. But what if you have picky eaters or kids who don't want to change? And that brings us to step number three, make substitutions for an easier transition. Sure, your family might like to eat a certain way or they have their favorite foods or they just don't like change. And if you're used to going through the drive-thru for dinner almost every night or picking up ready prepared foods regularly, then switching to cooking at home every night can be a little bit overwhelming for you and your family. Cutting out processed foods doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Making progress even a little is better than no progress at all and you should be happy with each and every little change you can make. If you eat out often and want to cut back, try picking up ready-made items at the store like a rotisserie chicken, maybe some frozen mashed potatoes or mashed potatoes from the deli counter, and a bag of salad. All of those things will be better than picking up fast food but simple and quick to prepare. An easy way to transition from eating out all the time to eating more at home. And you don't have to make huge switches going to eating out four times a week to eating out at all because that's going to be harder transition. Think about our step one where we made small changes. If you're eating out regularly more than once a week, then cut back one meal out a week and try that out and switch it out for some ready prepared foods from the grocery store that you heat and eat at home. That will make the transition a little easier. Now, if you are used to using packaged or frozen or pre-made items from the store, then try making some of those yourself at home or switching them out for healthier, less processed versions. Switching to less processed versions of the same thing can be really helpful if you have picky eaters or eater people that don't like to change what they're eating, such as switching out the processed chicken nuggets for breaded real chicken strips in the freezer section you can cook at home that aren't pre-cooked. With this switch, the ingredients are better in the chicken strips because they actually are pieces of chicken and not that processed sponge-like chicken you often get in nuggets. That small little change like switching from the chicken nuggets to the chicken strips can keep the family happy and you can feel better about the things that they're eating because they're eating a better quality food, but they don't have to realize that. They can just realize, oh, we're having chicken and strips instead of nuggets today. And it'll make them happy and it won't take you much more time either. Then when you're ready, you can move to buying the fresh chicken breasts at the store and 
making some breadcrumbs and actually breading the chicken yourself and baking it at home. It's another step towards eating better. And when you have a busy day, you can always rely on the pre-made chicken strips, but then when you have more time, you can make add them yourself. Making small substitutions like foods like these that your family already loves can help make the transition to eating better, better more easily done. So it's kind of like this slowly moving from the highly processed foods to the home cooked foods. And it also gives you time to adjust to learning how to do it at home without it becoming an overwhelming process because maybe you're only switching out one meal a week or one meal a day until you get the process down and it'll make it so much easier and it'll be easier for your family to transition too. Now, sometimes Introducing new foods is hard, especially if you have reluctant picky eaters. And this is where step number four can be your friend, especially with kids. You want to get everyone involved in the cooking. If you went through the three steps above, you've kind of got your family used to having substitutions. Now we're going to try to make a better quality dish of food but have them help make it. This works really well with kids. My kids will eat just about anything I make, but it wasn't always like this. I had a picky eater. He didn't like meat. He didn't like certain textures, but with slow changes, he came around. And now he'll even eat tofu and loves it. Yes, it took time, but it was so worth it. And the quickest way I know to get kids or any family member to try something new is to have them help make it. Yes, at first the kitchen might be messier and there might be a lot of banging into one another as you're trying to all cook in the kitchen, but you'll end up with a family that can help make meals, which in the long run will do two things. One, you'll have help making meals for your family and you won't be the one in the kitchen working all the time, but you'll have other people helping. And two, people don't normally complain about the foods they make themselves. So you can eliminate two problems by having your family help with meals. It'll be quicker for you because many hands make a task easier and you won't have wasted food because very rarely will someone decide not to eat something they made themselves. Well, unless they really have an aversion to the food and I can understand that. Now, if you're trying to get more veggies into your family, you would hide them, which I do with zucchini because my husband doesn't care for it. But when I hide it in the foods, he loves it. But it's better to get your family helping you make it and then they'll more than likely like it. So let's take it, for example, roasted veggies are the easiest way to make vegetables appealing. I know I used to hate broccoli, but when it's roasted, the oven magically turns it into deliciousness. So if you're gonna give roasted broccoli a try, you can buy a bag of broccoli that's frozen, or if you've been, or if you're used to using frozen broccoli and the price isn't too bad, buy fresh. And in the show notes, I'll have a link to how to cut it up to make, to even use the stalks and make them appealing to eat. So you want to add your frozen or prepared fresh broccoli to a bowl. Have your kitchen helpers drizzle it with oil. Whatever oil you like is fine. Then sprinkle with things like salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, whatever seasonings you like. Have your helpers give it a stir, place it on the cookie sheet, and then bake it in the oven until it's tender 
and there's a little color added to the broccoli. Once you take it out of the oven, sprinkle it with a little Parmesan cheese or another cheese if you desire. Then let your family dish up their own broccoli they made themselves. They are sure to eat this dish of vegetables better because they helped make it and broccoli that's been roasted is so darn good too. So if you have picky eaters or kids or family members that don't like to try new things, be sure to have them come alongside you in the kitchen to help make it because that can eliminate that hurdle of getting them to try something new if they make it themselves. Okay, so those are my four steps to getting started eating better. When you make small changes and have a plan for those changes, make substitutions that aren't drastic and get everyone involved in the cooking process, you can succeed in making these changes stick. And right now I'm working on making something to help with transitions from processed foods to less processed foods. I call these meals transition meals, meals that you can use to transition your family from more processed food options to less processed food options to homemade options. If you're interested in finding out when it's available, come on over to the show notes and I'll have a sign up. You can sign up and then maybe answer a few questions for me about where you are in the process of making your own home-cooked foods so I can tailor it to meet your needs even more. And I love helping people be more intentional with their cooking so they can make high quality foods for not too much time and money expended because we all have a lot of living to do outside the kitchen. So to read the show notes and to sign up, head on over to the blog at frugalfamilyhome.com forward slash podcast forward slash 46. That's it for this episode and I hope you found these steps helpful and if you use them, I would love to hear how they work for you. Thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next time. 